Beyond and hello everyone. My name is Jonathan Dornbush and this is Podcast Beyond, IGN's weekly PlayStation show covering all the latest and greatest and strangest in the world of PlayStation. That's right, we're getting strange. Probably not. Uh, it's going to be probably a pretty normal episode, but actually we have a lot of fun stuff to talk about this week. Uh, and before we jump into all of it, I'm joined this week by Jada Griffin for the first time. Jada, welcome to the show. Hello, hello everybody. So happy to be on Beyond finally. Great, great to have you here. Jada is our uh, recently joined community lead here at IGN. We're uh, really excited to have you on the show. Yeah, you know, just uh, it's, it's, I needed to take a break from chatting with all of our lovely viewers and readers and come chat with some of my coworkers for once. So yeah, we never um, hear from you. I, yeah, I'm very quiet and slack. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Uh, and we're also joined this week by the king of fighters himself, Mark Medina. That's me. It is my job this episode to make it abnormal since you ad <laughs> advertised it as normal. It's now my goal. I, uh, you know, based on your recent comments on last week's Game Scoop for, for listeners of both shows, I'm sure you'll have no, no problem accomplishing that in short yeah, order. I, I just saw I got a Twitter DM and I was like, oh, it's about the Game Scoop thing. <laughs> it's, it's never ending. People are leaving the Facebook group. Look, people, me and Justin were friends. Okay. Stop leaving Facebook groups over funny arguments. <laughs> Meanwhile, I am a mortal enemy of Justin, so please continue to leave those groups. Uh, but no, to, to bring it back to PlayStation this week, we've got uh, a few new stories to, to go over, uh, including some recent uh, great PS5 sales news, as well as a last minute addition to the lineup of another PlayStation exclusive coming to PC. Uh, but before we get to all of that, I did want to start off the show. Uh, this is like the, the best way I feel like we can kind of do a catch all of some of the recent release date changes and things that have happened. Happened. Uh, some of the most recent being that uh, Elden Ring was delayed to February from its its January release date, so about a, a month's delay there. Uh, and then also just this morning, somehow The Witcher Three and Cyberpunk were both delayed again. Uh, the next gen versions of those games are going to be coming out uh, next year, I believe. Cyberpunk is Q1 2022. They're targeting, and The Witcher Three next gen version is Q2. Uh, but basically, I want to talk about we are in a very very strange and interesting place and mark i kind of want to start with you just because we were talking about this when we were planning the show uh i th there are still some really exciting games coming out this fall but it, especially for playstation the beginning of next year feels like the the fall season like that's where it went right <laughs> yeah it's it's so weird um i have so next month i've been at ign for six years and Ooh. every year is like uh thank you and, and every year it's like this crazy like <laughs> blitz during fall right there's just huge games coming out every week and then yesterday i was in a meeting and we're talking about things and i'm like okay so you know we have guardians of the galaxy is next week and then and then after that we have uh it's like uh, forza horizon and call of duty and battlefield and then halo and i'm like wow that's that's it which still sounds like a lot if you plan on playing every single one of those games which i kind of do um <laughs> but like still it, it seems very uh it's it's very low. You can tell the pandemic is finally having that effect. The people that you thought that that was going to happen last year, but games were kind of able to like limp over the finish line. And now it's like you're seeing these delays. But like a lot of the delays are like a month. And that's like totally fine. Like Kena was a month and the game's great, right? And Horizon theoretically was only a few months. And now, and now Elden Ring's a month. I don't care if a game gets delayed a month. That's totally fine. 
Oh, yeah. G- give them the time they need. And so, yeah, right now, Elden Ring has been shifted from, I believe it was January 27th or 25th, somewhere around there, uh, to February 25th. And so we're looking at this strange situation where from February 18th through to the 25th, I'm just going to go to PlayStation 4 and 5 players can look forward to Horizon Forbidden West, uh, the new Destiny 2 expansion, The Witch Queen, Sifu, Elden Ring and Saints Row and th- there are a couple other games coming out in there but that's sort of like this big major lineup at the end of February and and that feels like what the fall normally is Mark to your point that that rush yeah. and glut of things in such a small time uh, it feels like the fall and I, I, I guess Jada I, w- I want to throw to you just ask uh, one are, are you pretty excited for, for most of that lineup and like what do you do like how do you approach when so many big games are coming out all at once <laughs> I don't sleep um just put it put it simple <laughs> i don't sleep um i'm kind of like a bear so when a bunch of games come out i play them all at once without sleeping and then i go and hibernate for 72 hours straight and then i <laughs> go back about my normal day so if you guys see me off for three days that's what happened that um, but no yeah <laughs> um yeah no i'm seriously excited for everything that's dropping um i was never a huge saints row fan back in the day but i'm really excited to kind of see how they revamp the series uh, but I'm a huge Horizon, huge uh, Souls type fan. So Elden Ring and Horizon look great. Seafood looks like it's going to be one of those really cool ones just kind of, that I'll be able to kind of blow through in a weekend, hopefully. So it won't take up too much time. Um, but you know me, I've got to get as many Platinums as possible. So I'm going to be just all all the way, all in on all these games. I, mm-hmm. I feel like... Uh, y- Sifu and and Horizon will probably be more achievable platinums in the short term than Elden Ring. Uh, just a guess, yeah. but we'll we'll, we'll oh, see definitely. what happens there. <laughs> I, th- I think what's uh, weird is going over the lineup of fall. I think I think what I'm finding weird about fall is there's no big open world game. Like I haven't played Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't think it's open world. Um, the closest would be Forza Horizon Five, which is you know it's an open world racing game, yeah. um, but like. You know, you get Horizon and and Elden Ring for all intents and purposes and Saints Row, like these big sandboxy open world games where this fall is like it's all shooters. You know, yeah. Call of Duty, Battlefield, Halo. Like that's that's what's like kind of weirding me out is usually it's like, cool, I'm going to play Call of Duty or I'm going to play Halo and now I'm going to play Assassin's Creed. And you just don't have that. It's so it's a weird feeling. You know, it's kind of great, though. I really love it because we always complain about having too big of a backlog as gamers. We always complain mm-hmm. about that. So this this Q4 in holiday season is the perfect time to start building through that, uh, working through that backlog. Um, yeah. I think I t- we talked about it the other day, Mark, but I, I dedicate the last like week or two of the year every year to just finishing everything that I've played that year and getting as many Platinums as possible. Um, I think I'm sitting at 33 right now, so I think I'm going to be able nice. to hit that big four zero um, this year, which is excellent, which is awesome for me. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'll probably add Call of Duty and Battlefield to that list, but we'll see how those work with the trophies when they get released. Um, of course, the Halo Halo Infinite Platinum. The Platinum oh, yeah, for that 100%. is going to be yeah. oh, very yeah. easy to get. It's very easy to get. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I'll be playing a lot of Halo on Xbox, getting that gamer score. Got to get that, you know, that hopefully a thousand only. We'll see. We'll see what they do for points on that. They've been changing it up lately. You know, it's a meaningless number, unlike the PlayStation trophies, which are. <laughs> a, a no, true I don't know. I've got 120K on the my Xbox, testament. so I'm happy. I'm happy with my 120K on my Xbox. Um, I do have a, a couple question follow ups from that, but Jada, I do want to first ask um, what you, you had mentioned, like maybe hoping to get Call of Duty and Battlefield. What are like the platinums that you're currently chasing? 
uh so two of the two of the platinums i'm chasing this year for sure are monster hunter world and iceborne i just have uh to get like the tiny and miniature crowns for those ones um so those are the trickiest ones uh what else am i going to be working towards this year uh dying light uh because i'm replaying that on playstation i played it on xbox 360 or xbox one back in the day so i'm replaying that uh right now and then also uh I am playing Far Cry 6. So Far Cry 6 is another oh, one of those. Hmm. So those are, you know, four at least right there. And there's plenty others. I'll probably go back and finish Hellblade and first it's platinum. I missed one trophy. Oh yeah. Well well he- Hellblade, everybody missed one trophy. <laughs> I missed one sigil. I missed one sigil. Oh, oh you missed game. one sigil. Because yeah. I yeah, you you play that game and you have every trophy just from playing through the game, except for the one trophy, which is visit every sigil. Yep, oh, and I, I missed one. What? I was Great. so mad. So, but I was like, but the good news is, I love the game, and so I'm excited to go mm. back and re-experience it later, and not like and look at it from a lens of no like recency bias or anything like that. I can actually sure. sit there and you know like pick it apart piece by piece. Totally. Yeah, yeah I would. Uh, yeah, I think that one is is an achievable platinum. Like in a weekend, you shouldn't have any problem oh, hunting yeah. down that one. But yeah, that that one's a really rewarding uh, platinum to chase. So I'm. I'm excited to, to hear about your your uh, progress as we get closer to the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to, Mark, you were mentioning a thing of just sort of like the interesting way it's this genre buildup that has happened where it is very much this fall is a lot of shooters. Next fall is, yeah. is or next, uh, not even spring, the winter is, is this open world sort of fest for everyone. Does the pileup of genres wear you down ever? Like, do, do, are you someone who playing similar games back to back kind of wears you down or do you not really get bothered by that i i try to honestly i try to not play too many games at once that i i'm doing something very weird right now where i'm actively playing like three different games and it's not something i usually do i think i think what i find most uh interesting about this fall is normally there's something for everybody right and that's that's what's kind of weird is like if you don't like shooters there's not a whole lot for you because like you know um I don't want to say Forza is niche, but it is a racing game, right? So, you know, that's not for everybody. Uh, and then, um, and then, yeah, and then you have your couple shooters. So, like, Guardians of the Galaxy is, like, if you want to consider that a fall game, I mean, I guess you would. Um, <laughs> it is fall. <laughs> uh, like, that's it, right? Unless you're going to go for, for the smaller games or replaying Backlog, right? Like, we don't want to discount the fact that there was just a ton of games released, uh, you know, and, and far cry and death loop uh and so luckily someone like me i'll get through the fall just fine because i played like an hour of kina uh i'm still working through far cry i it's a game i plan on platinuming so that's gonna that's still a journey ahead let's team then, up for uh, it mark let's get your platinum score up is there is there like co-op trophies there are some of them that are like single player ones you have to unlock on your own but lots of them you can get um in multiplayer yeah oh, i nice. need jada's help um but yeah i think i think that's like the weird thing is like is is everybody kind of has their game this fall and or not this fall but like most falls and so it's a little strange that that's not happening yeah uh this this year i think it's going to be interesting to see like the holiday shopping list for parents and such this year because you know normally there's all these new games that are just lining the shelves and like 
by the time everybody's finishing up their Christmas shopping, like a lot of these games will have been out for two, three months and they'll be seeing those discounts, those even bigger discounts. You know, we'll see mm-hmm. Far Cry will probably be on sale for like 30, 40 bucks. Um, you know, Battlefield and Call of Duty will probably maybe go like 10 bucks off at best. Um, but other games like Kenna, we may see a $10 discount, which is already, you know, it's already a lower budget title. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be really interesting. I used to work in sales, so like it'll be really interesting to see how this stuff kind of pans out. Yeah, my, my plan, just because everybody's just been getting on my case about it, is my can- my plan is to wait until I'm done with like Far Cry and Deathloop and then uh, and then play Metro Dread because I haven't played Metro Dread yet. And yeah. Every time I mention it, I was in a meeting yesterday with my boss who chastised me for not playing Metro <laughs> Dread. Hey, Mark, hey, Mark uh, go play Metro yeah. Dread. Like, well, I got you this could, like I, shiny. Look at the look. At, I got the shiny OLED. Like this, I need to play that's something. That's not a Vita. This. Get it out of here. What are you doing, Mark? Come on. <laughs> there's a Vita on my shelf right there. I'll accept so, you that. Know, a, yeah, <laughs> I'll allow it. Uh, no, I'm I'm very much with you. I haven't started Metroid Dread either until I finish a couple other games because I just don't yeah. need to do that uh, to Metroid. But um, exactly. No, yeah, you're totally both right, and I do want to talk uh, a little bit about the sales news story in a sec, but it is. Also, that interesting thing of hopefully this fall will be at least a somewhat decent chance for a lot of people to pick up PS5s who haven't been able to yet. Obviously, the supply chain isn't any better, so there will still be limitations, but people will be getting them for Christmases. It'll be the first time people will get stuff, and they do have Returnal and Ratchet and & Clank and Deathloop mm-hmm. to pick up if they haven't you know, been able to play those. So uh, I'm, I'm both uh, very much with you both. I, I, it's going to be very interesting to see what tops the charts in November and December. Uh, and, and how that stuff works out just to before we move on uh, to talk about that stuff just to take a little bit more of a look at uh february and then march i don't want to discount as well because there's gran turismo 7 uh stranger of paradise final fantasy origin the the souls like final Cannot fantasy wait for that mm-hmm. very excited for that and all of the limp limp biscuit to come with it uh tiny tina's wonderland marvel's midnight suns and then of course as i mentioned that strange case of the witcher cyberpunk and gta 5 are all set for for you know early next year too so we're we're in this strange place where there's i think a really really packed couple of months there that for anyone who is like oh it's a little bit of a choir to fall i guess take some holiday time off in the first quarter of next year because you'll have a lot to play but just like from the this combined list february and march uh jada what are you most looking forward to playing on playstation and i think also what platinums are you most looking forward to potentially going after (laughs) hands down my number one for this uh for if we're looking outside of that uh that late february that early march from the ones you just mentioned the final fantasy origin stranger of paradise is hands down my top one um i played the demo a couple weeks back i was playing co-op with my partner and we were uh it is so easy to drop in drop in co-op the uh, class switching system was amazing. It was super easy to swap from black mage to red mage to warrior to uh, knight to uh, dragoon monk. They had, I want to say it was like 13 or 14 classes in the beta, all went to 30 with their own unique uh, styles of play. And it was just a lot of fun. And it was uh, also not super punishing for a Souls game. Um, so I think it's going to be one mm. of the better entry points for a lot of people to get into Souls game. Um, and with a, um, a franchise that, other people may you know be um may enjoy already final fantasy uh, but also tiny tina's looks great i've been playing a lot of that with uh my friends um or not i've been playing a lot of borderlands 3 with my friends <laughs> yeah i've been playing tiny tina sorry guys Just uh breaking the the here breaking yeah. the embargo <laughs> um no i've been playing a lot of borderlands 3 with some friends who just got it um so that's also nice. um exciting um but yeah uh 
I think those are both going to be great. Um, I platinum Borderlands 3, so I imagine I'll platinum Tiny Tina's, um, and I'll probably platinum Final Fantasy uh, Origins. So, Stranger, <laughs> Stranger, of Paradise. Stranger of Paradise Final. It's a it's a hell of a mouthful. Of oh my goodness! Chaos. Yeah, easy to lots of, It's chaos. It's literally it's chaos to chaos. say. The it's, name itself is chaos. Saying the name is what starts the chaos. It starts true. Chaos. You know, there was there was I want to say there was like ninety percent less chaos in the actual demo than there was in the Aww. trailer. So, um, I mean, just <laughs> in crunched, at least in the dialogue, she crunched the numbers. <laughs> I crunched she the numbers. Calculated about ninety percent less chaos in the actual game. <laughs> <laughs> the dialogue had less chaos. The, the gameplay is very chaotic, um, but it's really good. Um, I really like the blue mage system. Like you automatically have this ability where you can like absorb uh, certain skills from enemies and then use them against your foes. Um, oh, nice. And uh, like I just seeing on screen there, it's a, uh, it's a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Highly recommend it to anybody who has a PS4 or five to download the demo. I think it's also on Xbox if I remember correctly, the demo, um, but three player co-op, a lot of fun. Um, and you can kind of play how you want to play. Yeah. I'm it's chaotic. I'm very excited to see what the chaos per minute of that game is. Uh, the most important <laughs> trick of any game. Uh, Mark, what about you? But before we we move on, what from uh, that February March region is most of interest to you to play? Yeah, for sure. Uh, um, obviously, Horizon Forbidden West is is my most anticipated game like in existence right now. Uh, but then beyond that, you know, Saints Row looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm a I'm a Saints Row fan of saints row three and four those are the only ones i've played um and then yeah tiny tina is a big borderlands 3 fan so i would love to play more of that i'm very like itching to play gta 5 again I, i'd love to see uh how that's gonna look on uh on ps5 and then uh mark you're the reason why we're not Sun. getting six you're the reason why we're not getting gta I am 6 the reason, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's totally me Someone who's clocked maybe seven hours of GTA Online. It's, <laughs> I, it's, I did spin the casino wheel once. So I was going to say, you, you put $1,000 in those seven hours into it. So to be fair, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, um, but I, I think Midnight Suns looks cool. I'm, I'm uh, really into... Uh, I'm, I'm really into this game I can't think of. XCOM. And so uh, I, I think these... Uh, I, I think that game looks great. Uh, it looks a little little rough around the edges when it comes to some of the animations but it's still got a little bit to come out and the thing is it's like this isn't like that's not really what you're looking for when it comes to the gameplay it's it's you know it's the strategic kind of game and so i'm excited for it yeah that one i i'm really yeah i'm really hopeful for that one too it's as you said like it being alpha gameplay as they always put on the screen hopefully means that that stuff kind of comes together toward the end but you're right like as, as long as the the strategy of it is really cool i can forgive some like rough around the edges stuff if it's fun to like plan and and figure out how to how to dominate sort of each level so that one should be really cool um yeah. but yeah as you said also uh horizon is, is the one we'll be discussing quite a bit whenever uh you know we're able to start talking about that game next year uh you know because we've all been playing it already but i just mean hopefully we'll be able to talk about it for launch week uh but that one should be a really fun <laughs> fun one to cover uh you know i just need to finish two more trophies uh mark can you help me with the the co-op that they're they've been keeping a secret on horizon forbidden west after the show uh, absolutely yeah oh, i love you. horizon forbidden west the game we've all definitely been playing i Perfect. just so much i just turned on my second playstation 5 and played with myself for you know See, that's, that's what's that's what's less 
likely. It's not that we've we've played Horizon Forbidden West. It's that Jada has two PS5. I don't buy it. The illusion is broken. That's, yeah, the, the, uh, God, yeah, that that really broke our joke. Uh, But no, I totally, yeah, I'm I'm very much with you all. I think it's it's wild how much is coming out then. And it's good to know you're both uh, potential Wonderlands fans, because I I do want to jump into that one, but don't know if I have a team just yet to play. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's going to be... Appreciate it. <laughs> There's a lot to look forward to in uh, in the spring. I forgot what what uh, season it is at that time of year, but I think it's vaguely the spring or the end of winter. Uh, so, you know, whatever else comes out at the end of the year, we'll be discussing some of those games, uh, but very much looking forward to that early 2022 lineup. I'm also very excited for all the people who have been able to buy PS5s recently, uh, mm-hmm. because apparently... That's been a decent number of people, according to recent uh, sales figures that I want to just briefly touch on, because I think it's a really interesting thing to note. Uh, the PS5 in September finally broke the Nintendo Switch's 33-month streak at the top of the MPD sales charts. MPD is uh, North America sales, so that's obviously not worldwide. Uh, but the PS5 was the the top-selling system for the month in, in September and also is the top-selling console for the year. Uh, but this is like a really interesting thing because we've been getting you know since the ps5 launched playstation has talked about oh it's the fastest selling playstation console it's you know passing these milestones quicker than anything else that we've ever done it's it's doing these tremendous sales figures despite the uh supply chain shortages you know despite all those issues around the world uh so why september is the month that it comes in first for the (laughs) first time is is a really interesting thing that i know we were talking a little bit before the show but uh, jada i want to throw to you first uh what do you think about it sort of you know finally becoming the number one console in north america What, what do you think might be behind that well, like I said, I bought a second one so I could play Horizon Forbidden West sure. with myself co-op. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, the numbers <laughs> prove it. There's, you know, facts to back me up now. Um, but no, I'm super excited that there's more and more people are able to get these in their hands. I have a lot of friends and even family members that are looking for them still um, are hitting me up. And I'm like, I'm like, follow this person, follow this person. I'm hitting, I'm messaging them when they go in, when I catch the restocks for them. Uh, but it's super exciting that this is happening. Um, I think it's no surprise that this happened right when Nintendo dropped the uh, Switch OLED, um, because a lot, I think people are now trying to get the Switch OLED at the same time, which means they're not buying as many of the uh, older Switches. Um, so I think it was, uh, you know, I'm glad that Sony was able to increase production and take advantage of this uh, kind of change in the market um, for what people are looking for and not looking for. So, yeah, I, I actually completely agree on a on a you know, from a consumer experience standpoint, which is, you know, that's that's why I have my switch. OLED here is like I uh, I was going to buy a switch about uh, about a month ago. I was like, it felt like it was time. Like I still had a launch switch and I wanted like the battery, bat- the better battery life one and all that good stuff. And then I I thought about it and I was like, wait, I might as well just wait for the OLED like that comes out, you know, in October, same day as Metro Dread. And um, and so it's one of those things where it's like, is is that like topping the sales chart going to carry over into October? Probably not, because they everybody that was waiting to buy an OLED has now bought an OLED. Uh, you know, OLED sold out. So we, when I went, I went to GameStop the morning that the OLED came out and um, and there was a line, right? So it's like they... Uh, I don't think that they'll hold it, but it makes sense that they would get it right before, you know, before the uh, before the OLED. Now, I know some people call it the OLED. Call it whatever you want. I don't Monsters. care. I'm calling it the OLED. <laughs> um, rolls off the no, knees here. 
<laughs> yeah, an OLED yeah, is much easier. Uh, no, I'm I'm totally there with you both. I, I I don't know if it's necessarily a factor of anything PlayStation did, um, and more so as you both said, uh, an interesting thing put into practice that when they announced the release date and had the OLED as like a viable thing, anyone thinking of buying a Switch immediately would be like, well, I'll just wait. Um, and that's a, an interesting test case because we haven't sort of had those midlife cycle changes in any way. Obviously, the OLED it, is the same power and performance, but it it's yeah. I don't think too dissimilar from the idea of like oh they've announced the ps4 pro i'll just wait to buy a ps4 until the new more powerful one is out like you if there's a better option there is a a subset of the audience thinking of buying it that will wait to buy it i i think is not like a crazy assumption to make i don't know what you both yeah when when the when the switch when the better battery life one came out right like they didn't really advertise that that was just like uh you you know you had to go to your your target or your best buy or whatever and like look at like the like product number to know Mm -hmm. like okay this is the newer one right (laughs) where it's like with the oled it's very obvious that this is like something new not that it does anything new other than have a better screen, but like, you know, you can, it's very like easy to notice. I I would say the only thing I don't know about when it comes to PlayStation is I don't have my like finger on the pulse when it comes to like restocking, right? Like I know it's almost impossible to find one right now. Obviously people are finding them. <laughs> um, but like, if you follow those like Twitter deals, like Wario 64 and IGN deals and all that stuff, like, are they coming into stock more often than they did two or three months ago? I, I have no idea because I don't follow any of those. Uh, I don't follow any of those uh, uh, deals because I will buy too much. Um, <laughs> I, I, have, I have a pound of uh, those atomic fireball candies uh, from one of those deals because I was like, oh, $4. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Wario, Wario was advertising like a 7.5 pound uh, Hershey's chocolate syrup. Uh, tub like a I couple days that. ago for for crazy cheap and i showed yeah. it to a couple people and they bought it because it's like yeah that's a pretty good deal i'm gonna do that um like, what happens like of- when you follow those deals <laughs> you get a giant bag of these freaking things yeah. my mouth is completely like numb like from eating this taste buds are gone <laughs> it's impressive you can still yeah. talk through this whole show then um no because you've just been eating them all this morning. Uh, but no, yeah, it, it is very interesting. Jada, to your point, like I'm, I'm very curious to see what uh, what next month will be like as well um, and, mm-hmm. and if things w- will stay the same. Um, you, you were talking about like anecdotally friends, you know, hitting you up, asking for, for help, trying to find this stuff. Ha- has that felt like it's increased throughout the year for you or has that kind of just been a sustained thing since these consoles came out? I would say it's sustained only because as I help people find them, other people hit me up. So I have a constant flow of like probably (laughs) at any time, eight to 10 people that are hitting me up like, hey, when's the I'm still trying to get a PlayStation. I'm like, when's the restocks? I'm like, I work at IGN. I don't know when PlayStation builds their systems and ships them to GameStop. That was my past life. <laughs> you don't have um, an exact beat on the supply chain like that? I mean, I have drones and cameras and microphones everywhere around the world. You know, gotta gotta run my 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 network of, you know, selling. She has Mark Cerny's apartment bug. <laughs> exactly. You know, I, I gotta I gotta get my data. I gotta get my data somewhere. You know, it's that's how you run you get you gain power. You have to have information. Knowledge is power. Read those books, kids. Um but yeah. The, uh no, I it's 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 been a steady stream, but it's uh gotcha. you know it's uh I'm happy to help people because it gives me more people to play with. 
and it, waiting for the day that I can uh, walk into a Target and not see an empty container where their PlayStation fives are supposed to be. Yep. I, I just I feel like it's never going to happen, but it's got to happen one day. It'll it'll happen at some point. I do think it's one of those things where because we're all so much more online than we were like, you know, this was a problem for the Wii. The original Wii was yep. hard to find for people for a couple of years and you would hear those stories and, and obviously we're in a much more unique situation where the pandemic has happened there are crazy uh supply chain shortages boats are getting stuck in canals and, and delaying shipments for months uh mm-hmm. the chips have all been eaten i think was what happened and so we're we're in this weird case where uh i i, I think we're just all more uh aware that there are these are harder to find but but hopefully things uh even as there are supposed to be you know sustained shortages for a little bit hopefully more people will be able to get them this fall uh, i have reached out to ask seth macy from our deals team just because you both were kind of talking about it whether or not even anecdotally they've noticed if there have been more restocks or not recently uh so if if he tells me i'll report back in but uh yeah it, it's it's a curious thing to see him i definitely want to hear from people out in the the beyond audience about if they've you know, been able to find PS5s more recently, if that's a thing, or if we're just kind of looking at a lucky month of people not buying the Switch as much. Uh, but, you mm-hmm. know, we'll, we'll see what happens in October. Uh, and whether or not you uh, just were able to buy a PS5, are looking to buy a PS5, or might have bought one back at launch, or have two like Jada, uh, you may be wondering to yourself, how can I make it look cooler? or different than just the standard, uh, you know, white PS5. Well, good news, lawyers be damned. Uh, a, a plate customization company uh, is trying to make sure that you can get your hands on changing the look of your, your PlayStation 5. Uh, so this is actually a different company than, for, for those who might remember, when the PS5 was first coming out, there was a company called Customize My Plates, and they uh, were offering PS5 customized, different, differently colored plates, and then just disappeared because of i think cease and desist notifications and, and things of that nature uh wasn't but so that, it, wasn't that plate station uh, that i was believe like their name for a second yeah i think that it. was also yeah the egregious name that they tried to yeah i had first. a friend who ordered those and then they canceled her order oh man that is yeah that was a very weird week or two uh mm-hmm. for that company i'm sure but so dbrand uh they originally you know, put out that they were doing this, uh, I think got a cease and desist and then came back and said, dark plates are back, checkmate lawyers. Uh, so this company called Dbrand uh, has shown off what are they're called the dark plates 2.0. Uh, to, to give a little bit of an idea, as for those who are not watching the video version, they are slightly differently designed than PlayStation plates. And maybe this is how they get around uh, lawyer issues uh they're missing the fins at the top of the plates uh so they're just rounded curves on the front of the ps5 Mm -hmm. Uh, and they also have a large sort of exhaust area to let more uh heat and 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 let the fans breathe a little bit more than just these solid plates um so they're offering these in just a couple limited colors right now i think it's just black gray and like a sort of off white uh but you can also buy LED lights to put around these sort of light strips for your PS5 as well. Uh, and, and they're offering, uh, you know, different combinations of those things for those interest, uh, interested in it. I do want to get to a little bit of like the interesting things they've mentioned about their case. Uh, but Jada, just to start with you, you know, whether or not for both of your PS5s or not, uh, what is your interest in general in customizing your hardware? So most of the time I end up not customizing my hardware uh, just because I'm generally okay with the the vanilla look 
I guess is the best way to put it. Um, but uh, I've I usually end up getting like two to three of each console each generation just for whatever reason, you know, uh, when they release a new version or if one happens to die for what, you know, or um, if I win one, um, which I did during the PS4 gener um, generation. Um, and so uh, I generally don't, but sometimes I do get to do some cool, I get some cool little swag. And I was a big Hyperdimension Neptunia fan back in the day. And so nice. I threw this guy on my uh, PS4 um, and you know, just kind of added some nice little flavor um, for a game that I enjoyed. So, um, you know, not my favorite skin of all time, but uh, <laughs> I enjoyed the game for a bit and I got the free skin. So I was like, whatever, this PS4 is just kind of for show for the most part now because I'm playing on my PS5. So it's just kind of do that. Yeah, no, that that's awesome. I I loved actually the the way they use the the uh, the PS4's sort of tiered structure on what you just showed off. That was really cool. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I'm I usually don't customize too much. I customized my DS way back in the day and put like a big lightning decal across it. It was like a a lightning storm evening decal for some reason, and that was what I coded my DS in. And I was like, well. Uh, now it looks silly. I don't know why I did this. Um, Mar Mark, what about you, though? Like, do you like to customize? Do you like to buy official options? Like, what is your sort of go to? Yeah, no, not really. Um, I really like how the PS5 looks. I like that it's white. I like the controller. Um, that I, ha I have a white controller here. I also have a red controller um, that I use primarily because this one got a little bit of drift. But uh, um no, I, I can't. When I look at these plates, I'm like, for one, I don't super love the like rounded edges. I kind of like the fins. Yeah. Um, the the, the uh, customizing the colors also doesn't really do much as, as far as the LED strips, because the colors mean something, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like blue means it's like booting up or it could be some sort of error and white means it's on and it's running. So like, I don't want to like and then orange means it's in standby mode. Right. So I don't want to like confuse myself by being like, oh, what does red mean? I don't know. <laughs> Sounds bad, though. I can tell you that. Um, there's also been a little bit of buzz on Twitter about how the plates are specifically designed in a certain way on the vanilla PS5. And that adding those vents that they've added actually kind of messes up the airflow of the PS5. I don't know. Like, I, I'm, I'm not a scientist. So, uh, you know, I haven't sent that down to the boys in the lab yet, but we'll uh, <laughs> we'll figure that out eventually. But uh, no, I, I don't really have any interest. I, I've seen like I, I I've seen like the PS4 Pro, like the big Spider-Man one. It's like red. And I'm like, that is just that's terrible. Looking. I think I think they look awful. <laughs> I'm, I'm way more. I sorry to anybody who has. How dare you. I just don't really like them. I'm all um, more like special editions, but like I like it to be kind of minimalistic. That's just kind of like how I like to show my right, my right. fandom for a lot of things is I like to, you know, be very minimalistic. But like the the keen, the people with the keen eyes are like, oh, she's a Final Fantasy fan. Oh, she's a God of War fan. Like you can tell just by, you know, just the little things that I do. Yeah. Yeah. If you wanted to do something like that, like maybe a, a subtle color scheme. Right. But like the giant Spider-Man logo on the side <laughs> of it. And you're like, cool. Or it's like the Last of Us edition. And it's like a picture of Joel on the side. And you're like, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't want that uh, um, I, because it shows dedication so much to just one game when that the PS5 you can play mini games. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm very much in that route of like I, I will get you know, differently colored controllers here and there. But in terms of the console, I stick to the pretty basic colors. And maybe 
that's boring for, mm-hmm. for the people out there listening. Maybe people love to do crazy customization jobs and I'd be curious to see some. But yeah, for me, I'm always like, I don't want the console to necessarily say this is the one game and the one game only that I care about often because it is like right next to my TV or, you know, the thing that I'm staring at every day and, and just to see mm-hmm. one game every day. I mean, I right. I do have art hanging up and, you know, the art doesn't change. So I guess the joke's on me. Sure. That's a weird argument yeah. to make. But yeah, just something about the, the console itself. I like the original stated design, uh, especially for something as sort of goofy as, as the PS5 itself. Um, Ex- except for the SpongeBob Xbox Series X. That is the the only good the customized ultimate console. custom console. I mean, Everyone that just it was made for him. There, there is one interesting thing, though, because I was thinking, you know, during the PS4 generation, they released a lot of special edition consoles. And chances mm-hmm. are, for the most part, unless you were crazy flush with cash, you maybe bought one of those if you already had a PS4. Because, sure. you know, buying another full console is very expensive. I've always wondered why, you know, at least from the, the launch of the PS5, the plates are easy to take off. PlayStation could sell yeah. customized plates or like differently colored plates as official you know things that you can swap out and it would be kind of close to the the xbox 360 uh face plates that you could change mm-hmm. and i, I feel yeah, like that I would remember make sense. those back in the day uh but dbrand on their sort of like uh deep dive of why they're doing this and and all of like the legal hurdles they had to jump through did say something that i just wanted to bring up that i thought was interesting and again i don't know this for sure as as not an economist or anything but they said it probably isn't in sony's best interest to sell direct to consumer face plates in a world where transport fees are dictated by dimensional weights the sheer size of ps5 face plates relative their to their potential msrp is far less appetizing than say a 500 dollars ps5 uh, what we mean by this is that it would probably cost about as much to ship a PS5 as it would a set of faceplates for only about 10% of the retail revenue generated. Um, which I guess I never thought about the idea that like just the sheer size of those giant PS5 faceplates might make them a nightmare to ship. Um, yeah. But if PlayStation did decide that was worth the cost, if they figured out a way to do it, would you be open to switching out your faceplates or you know the side plates if they were the same finned design like if they if they sold official black plates or or blue or specific color that you wanted would either of you be interested in that yeah i would if if they if they came out with official ones that weren't as expensive like the d brand that's like it's like 70 dollars. it's a little too much for me to want to change a console that yeah you're seeing it now but like for the most part i'm the only person that sees this console <laughs> i could buy a game for that price um so uh probably the the other thing i want to mention is like i know it's just face plates but i am terrified to touch my ps5 right now <laughs> only because Something happened. I don't hear anything okay? anymore. Can you hear? Never mind. Now I hear you. You okay, laughed, cool. and, and it was the most silent laugh I've ever heard. Um, <laughs> oh no! Like, like if something happened where I shattered my TV, right? What do I got to do? I got to Target and I got to buy a new TV. That sucks, but I can do that. I put uh, a two terabyte hard drive in my uh, PlayStation. I, I'm just like terrified every single day that I did something wrong because if that thing breaks, I. I got to hit up Jada to help me find a new one. <laughs> I just don't have Add one. to the list. <laughs> to the bottom. <laughs> no, no, no. If you if you agree to play some co-op with me, you'll at least get like a middle seating. Oh, okay. Okay. Being a co-worker holds no clout with Jada. <laughs> Her mom's like, hey, can you get me a PS5? She's like, mm, you going to play Tiny <laughs> Tina Wonderland with me? <laughs> and then she's like, I have no idea what that is. Um, yeah, no, I get what you mean. <laughs> i mean that's you know that's, that's a good game to play i can't i can't complain uh yeah no it's i 
I haven't customized it in that way, Mark. Like I haven't added an SSD, but I'm with you in terms of just like, I'm afraid to do that to my PS5 because right. <laughs> I'm nervous. It's I don't want to mess this terrifying. thing up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's, uh, yeah, right now when they are scarce, admittedly luxury items to have, it's like, I don't want to do too much to mess that up. So yeah, I'm, especially with like third party things that are still trying to figure out the, the best way to sell these things without, you know, legal repercussions. I probably won't be buying uh, any of those face plates just yet, but it's it's cool that those options are beginning to maybe come out there. Hopefully, PlayStation just lets people license it so that they can sell these things officially and don't have to deal with a bunch of lawyer emails. But uh, it's an it's an interesting development to see continue trying to happen in this early part of the life cycle. Yeah, um, I opted for uh, just an external drive for my PS5 for that same reason. I just don't want to. I know installing a heatsink isn't a super crazy technical process, but Sometimes I mess things up. I'm just not, you know, fully there when I'm installing things. And I was like, I'm just yeah, you, you can also order one with one installed. I, I didn't because I don't know. The deal I had was without it. It was very easy, but still terrifying. Oh, totally. <laughs> not, not all of us can be Henry Cavill customizing PCs. So, I oh, yeah, that was me. I, I did 17 push-ups and then I customized my PS5. That's the prerequisite. Yeah. Once you, you clear your head with a couple push-ups and you're good to go. I could only do 17. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good number, to be frank. Uh, but anyway, I used to be able to do. <laughs> moving on from the push-up game, I did want to talk about some of the games uh, that we all have been playing. Uh, Jada, you were mentioning you were playing uh, Far Cry. I don't know if you want to talk about that or anything else, but what have you been playing that you want to give a shout out to? Uh, yeah, so my regular rotation currently is Far Cry 6, Back for Blood, New World, Apex, and Dying Light. Those are the five that I'm currently devoting my time to. Um, Far Cry 6 is a blast. It kind of feels like it took a lot of the best features from a lot of the Far Cries and combined them together. There's some some smaller hiccups, like climbing has been is kind of harder and picking things up is kind of weird, but I feel like those are things that can be fixed with a patch very easily. Picking um, things up is surprisingly weird. Okay, so I'm not weird. alone. Good. Yeah, I yeah. felt Yeah, no, way. you like yeah. have to crouch down and like be staring it in the face to pick stuff up. I'm glad, okay, I never thought about it, but now that you've mentioned it, yeah, that's really dumb. Yeah, I have, uh, that's why like I try to stay in a vehicle at all times because I have, um, I think it's gloves or boots that pick up items automatically if I drive by them. So now I don't even have to worry about picking things up. I just hop in my my car and I just drive by them so it picks it up automatically. Driving through buildings, just trying to get this truck <laughs> down this hallway. I really need six bullets. Hold on, sorry. This is, this is easier than, than looking at it. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, Far Cry 6 is great. The music, I really love the music and the soundtrack. I was, uh, it was one of the things I wasn't 100% certain I was going to be sold on, but from, you know, I'm probably about 12, 15 hours in from nice. the beginning of the game till now, I am, I'm loved just about every track I've heard. So I'm um, mm. super excited for that. I'm still grinding away at New World, trying to get that uh, mining and logging skill to like 200 so I can <laughs> mine all the good trees and rocks um, because, you know, I just like being an NPC and uh, hitting trees and, sure. and rocks. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much me for the most part. That's the the uh, the good life of an NPC. I understand very well. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's great to hear. I still need to get back to to Far Cry, but was really enjoying it as well. Except for it's very good to know 
the picking up things is awful. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What the heck? A wild thing to have to complain about. But anyway, uh, Mark, what have you been up to? And and of course, I, I know I mentioned before the show one game I want to ask you about in specific, but what have you uh, been playing? Oh, recently? boy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually not that different. Uh, I played a bit of New World, uh, still still playing. I'm only like level 25, level 26. Um, that game is super fun. Uh, I need to get back into playing it. I haven't played it in like a week. Uh, yeah, Far Cry for sure. Fantastic game. Um, I'll, I'll give Deathloop a shout out just because I mentioned on on Game Scoop mm-hmm. that I wasn't playing it, and a lot of people got mad. So I, I they they uh, just released the the DLSS patch for Deathloop on PC, and so <laughs> I'm playing it on PC. But uh, that game is uh, that game is pretty fun. Um, now that it's smoothed out, uh, and then I also started playing. Uh, what is it called the uh golf club wasteland that is a that is a fun game oh, That's yeah. a game my plan on platinuming as well um it's just like a chill you're just like an astronaut that comes back to like post apocalyptic earth and you just do some side scrolling golfing it's it's really really fun <laughs> that came out pretty recently didn't it yes uh i within the last month or so, okay yeah. yeah that's that's generally what, what i was hoping to hear yeah i saw a trailer for yeah. that and it looked very very interesting but i haven't been able to try it out yet it, it's one of those things where it's like it gets kind of puzzly because it's like hit a ball off of a, like a thing to like angle it a certain way and avoid water but then it also does this really like the ge- it's one of those games that almost like hellblade <laughs> it tells you to play with headphones on because the the Part of the experience is like the atmosphere right and so it's like there's like um you know what would you do if you were playing a, a golf game that didn't have music right like you would you would listen to some chill music or you would listen to like podcasts and stuff like that and like that is like all integrated into the game it's got like really chill music there's podcasts where you hear like different news stories about things that happened and it's 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 uh it's definitely an experience it's huh. but it's it's good fun that's cool. I will have to go check that one out. I didn't uh, didn't know much about it, but it sounds really cool. Uh, and then I also, of course, wanted to ask you just how you're because uh, I think you tweeted it that you have over 100 hours in Death Stranding and, and don't have the platinum yet. So how is yes. your Death Stranding progress going these days? That that is a that is a platinum that doesn't want to get got for sure. Jada, <laughs> do, you, do you have the Death Stranding platinum? I do not. I think I made it probably like 20, 30 hours into Walking mm-hmm. Simulator and then I had to stop <laughs> for a bit. Um, I, I enjoyed yeah. what, I enjoyed it while I was playing it, but uh, something new and shiny came out and it sure. just drew me away. Um, but I might pick it back up with the director's cut. And we'll see. Right. So that's what I did is I, I played Death Stranding on PS4 and uh, beat it and was like, cool. And then when the director's cut came out, I was like, I don't want to like start over. Right. I, I just want to see the new stuff. And so I started playing it again. Then I got like addicted and me and my friend, we would share our screens. Cause then he got director's cut. We would share our screens and we would just sit there and like build freeways and stuff like that. And it's like, obviously we're not playing together, but at the same time we kind of are. Um, and it, it got addicting, but Holy my God, like, it just will not end. So yeah, I'm like 120 hours in at this point. It's a great podcast game. Like I, I watch uh, YouTube, like long, to- long form YouTube, YouTube videos from this one specific channel that average like 30, 40 minutes long. And so I'll put one of those on and then just like, I don't want to just sit here. So then I'll just play Death Stranding, you know, millennials, they have to double consume. <laughs> and so um, that's, that's just what that's being born from is like, I don't want to play Far Cry. I want to watch these YouTube videos because I'm like addicted to this channel right now. And so, uh, so I'm like, so instead I'll play, I'll play Death Stranding. I'll get it eventually, but God, man, that game, 
it does a really good job at not letting you get the platinum. That's for sure. Because <laughs> you have I to. Do I do the same thing with New World. Anytime I'm playing New World, I have like uh, Hulu or Crunchyroll, yeah. something on in the background because I'm just like, I'm just to. cutting trees. I don't really need to pay attention to this. So I'm going to watch yeah. a show yeah. while <laughs> doing this. No, that's 100%. totally fair. And and I mean, for Death Stranding, because one of the big trophies, right, is to basically five star every prepper like outpost. Correct. You have to. Yeah. yeah. And I, I only have three to go. Okay. Um, and then my last like journey would be getting every memory trip, which is which is actually a lot easier um, than five starring every prepper. Like five starring yeah. every prepper is is very very hard. Um, but especially now that like your backpack has like jets and stuff like that, um, like getting those memory chips is not going to be hard. It's just it's that's the thing I'm saving for last. I'm gotcha. working through doing the prepper thing first, but I only have three to go, so I I need to just buckle down and get it done i believe in this yeah let let us know how it goes when when you you make that that final delivery and how it feels (laughs) Uh, the 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 joy in your 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 tone i can hear it already um but yeah i uh i've been playing just continuing to kind of do the same games i have been so hot wheels uh what else have i unleashed hot wheels unleashed no just with my real hot wheels in real life just uh zooming (laughs) them around my house you know uh not ready to be unleashed yet it's not quite yet um it shouldn't act stay inside and i shouldn't tell people about it uh no he is playing he is playing hot wheels leashed (laughs) uh but he's got a track going from his house to his neighbors (laughs) Uh, i'm still having a really fun time with that it's wild how beautiful that game is on ps5 like it is so yeah i really want to play that game yeah it is ridiculously pretty i'm uh definitely feeling the pain of not uh, sort of the grind to get new cars because it's all random chance. Uh, and I just want the Batmobile. I just want to have the Batmobile. Sure. So yeah, um, I need the turtle van. Oh yeah, I forgot about yeah, there's there's a ton of good like cool license options, but you can only get cars via the blind box system and you don't have to pay real mm. money for them, so that's nice at least. But it is otherwise just a grind through the game and and I like playing the game so it's not bad, but I wish there was a little bit more uh options in, in that regard. But still really loving it still one of the the more fun racing experiences I've had in quite some time, and yeah, enjoying it quite a bit. And then uh, I don't really know if I've played anything else w- worth mentioning that I haven't mentioned for weeks on the show. So I'm just going to move on to our next segment. Look at that! What a transition. Uh, I do want to actually because I put it in the run of show very late and forgot to mention earlier. Just want to briefly mention, of course, uh, there was the news this morning that God of War is coming to PC in January. Uh, so for for uh, people who listen to this show but don't have a playstation console if you have a pc you'll be able to play god of war uh in january it's the latest in in the sort of playstation exclusive lineup to get this sort of uh you know three years after launch pc push uh we'll also be yep. getting uncharted at some point uh next year mm-hmm. uncharted 4 and, and lost legacy to really great uncharted um just very quickly i guess for the panel uh, i think this is a smart move i think this falls in line with everything they've been doing with their pc model which is hey after we think we've sold about as much as we'll probably sell on PlayStation, let's open it up to PC to get people excited for the sequel. Yeah, yeah. like the the only thing I can say about this is more people getting to play God of War and Uncharted is only a good thing. There is zero negatives about that. Yeah. So if you find a negative in people on PC being able to play these games, you've done some weird mental gymnastics. It is only a good thing. <laughs> 
yeah, I'm super excited just to see. I might pick it up on PC. I've already platinumed it and done my new game plus playthrough, but I'm kind of excited to see what it looks like on PC um, just because I've got a nice PC and I'd like to push it to the limits when I can and just kind of, you know, I I will never say no to replaying God of War. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love the God of War series. And so another excuse to play it on PC. Sure. Why not? Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and uh, all the technical details of what that PC version will encompass are both on the PlayStation blog and IGN. So you can check all that stuff out. But yeah, uh, to Mark's point, it is not another sign that we're losing exclusives or that PlayStation will stop publishing exclusives on the console. It is a very smart marketing tool to say, hey, why don't we open this up to the audience before Ragnarok comes out? And if they want to play Ragnarok, they're going to have to go to a PS4 or PS5. Uh, And so if you can capture that mindset, uh, probably only helps sales in the long run, especially, you know, three years after launch, a game is not really at the top of its sales charts and and its sales peak at that point. So, (laughs) Which makes it completely obvious that they're going to announce a new Uncharted game next year. I'm just saying. It could happen. It could happen. Uh, I'm you, Sony. I'd be very down for that. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll have to see what happens there. But uh, I'm, I'm very excited, uh, as JD, you were saying, to see how it runs on, on PC. It should be a lot of fun to see that in action. Also, can't wait for whatever weird mods people come up with. Oh, my goodness. Oh boy. Uh, but before we get to that strange and uncharted territory of God of War mods, see how I changed uncharted in there. Uh, I do want to wrap up this week's show. And b- before we, we wrap up proper, I do want to do, of course, Memory Card, our weekly segment, uh, where you, the viewers and listeners at home, write in with your sad, weird, happy, wacky, whatever memories of your PlayStation gaming life, and we read them on the show each week. Uh, if you want to write in with one, you can write into beyond at IGN.com with the subject line Memory Card, and we'll read them on the show. Uh, but before we read one from one of you out there, uh, Jada, since this is your first time on the show, uh, I want to open the floor to you if there's a, a memory of your, of your PlayStation gaming that you want to share. Yeah, so I'm going to take it back to the like summer after the PS2 launched. Um, my uh, grandfather had bought one for my cousin and uh, who was staying with them. And so I would cut and my grandfather literally lived two minutes away from my high school. Um, so I'd literally come over to my grandfather's house every day after school. Um, and my since my cousin had the new PS2, that's what I was doing every day after school. Um, the only thing is, my grandfather was old at the time. He's older now, obviously. Um, but he didn't know to buy a memory card for the oh, PlayStation no. 2. Um, and he bought my cousin, uh, Jack and Daxter, um, the original and, uh, Dark Cloud. Um, Mm. and so we were playing those two games nonstop and I would literally, I was the older cousin, so I'd kind of come over and take over because that was just kind of my thing. Um, and, uh, as older cousins and siblings do, um, and I would tell my cousin after I left to go home for the night, I was like, don't turn off the PlayStation. I'm going to come back and we'll finish it tomorrow. And literally every day I would come back, the PlayStation would have been reset or turned off, which I can't blame him in hindsight. It was his console and he probably wanted to play something else. Um, but I would literally come back and play the same freaking levels and I'd get further and further every time, which, uh, which meant by the time I eventually got my own PS2, um, I was able to just roll through those games really quick. <laughs> the the fact that Jada's memory card segment was specifically about memory cards, like she understood the assignment. <laughs> oh yeah, it's very good. Absolutely. It's very good. <laughs> um, I I love that story and and thank you so much for sharing it. Yeah, I uh, I it sort of almost brings it back to like the older days when there weren't memory cards and you just would have to like leave a console on because that was all you could do to keep making yep. progress. Um, so I I love that and appreciate you sharing that with us. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I do want to also read one uh, quickly from uh, one of our listeners. Uh, this one comes from Matt from the UK. Matt wrote in uh, and said, uh, don't worry, this is a, a positive story, but slight uh, I, warning. Uh, th- this is a story Matt's telling about uh, his his sadly past uh, best friend. Uh, but Matt wrote, I have countless PlayStation anecdotes from over the years, but the one I've chosen to share is bittersweet as it involves my dearly departed best friend. We grew up enjoying countless PlayStation experiences together, like sharing Final Fantasy VIII tips over the phone after school, perfecting the original medieval, and staying up all night through runs of Silent Hill. One of his favorite games was from the seemingly forgotten god game genre, a game called Populous the Beginning. For anyone unfamiliar, play as, you play as an omnipotent, uh, or excuse me, omnipotent deity, directing the plight of your shaman and her tribe of followers. I didn't play the game myself, but I was always happy to sit back, watch, and soak up the chill atmosphere. The music was incredible. My friend was also the guy whose house served as a hangout for our entire group, a sanctuary where the door was always open. I'd gone out late one night to the local dive for college kids who preferred alternative music. My friend hadn't joined me on the occasion, so around 12 a.m. I decided it was time to get the last bus back to my town. I also decided to walk straight past my own house and go see what he was up to. Um, He'd stayed at home because he had something important to do early the next day, so you can imagine how he felt when I came knocking far too late at night and a little too inebriated. But ever the gentleman, my friend let me in and endured my drunken ramblings for about as long as he could. Uh, But my last recollection of that night was him slyly firing up the PlayStation, letting that super awesome populist music send me to sleep. Uh, I love that memory and I miss him every day. Love the show and keep it up. Kind regards, Matt. Uh, and thank you, Matt, for, for sharing that memory with your friend. We're, we're, we're sorry for, for you and, and your friend's uh, loss uh, of such a friend, but I'm, I'm glad you have those memories to, to look back it's very, on. It's a very sweet memory. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. And thank you for being willing to share that. And uh, again, if you out there want to share a, a memory with us, you can write into beyond at IGN.com and we'll read them on the show each week. Uh, but that is going to pretty much wrap us up for this week's episode of Podcast Beyond. Uh, before we leave, Jada, where can people uh, find you? And is there anything you want to tout about what you've been doing on IGN recently? Yeah, so you can find me on IGN.com or IGN Boards uh, at Jadarina, J-A-D-A-R-I-N-A, um, or on Twitter at Jada underscore Rena. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've got blogs that I've been releasing. Um, I just released my first blog, which updated our new uh, Twitter spaces that we do for gaming every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Uh, we've So far, we've covered Metroid Dread, and yesterday we did Back for Blood. Um, next week, uh, we'll see what we're going to talk about. It might be a little bit of a surprise, so I'm excited for that. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of, lot of new things coming. Um, I've got community office hours from 1230 to 2, our schedules in that blog post. Um, so if you have a question for me, our community, or just somebody else at IGN, but you have a hard time uh, contacting them, submit a question during office hours, and I'll get it to the person who needs to hear it. Awesome. You've been doing really incredible work with the, the reach out to the community, and it, it's awesome to hear about all the, the updates that have been going on recently. A lot of good people there. Yes, for sure. And uh, Mark, what about you? Where can people find you or anything you want to point people to? Yeah, I actually listened to that Twitter spaces yesterday for Back for Blood. That was uh, that was a good time. Um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Pringles Official. Uh, always tweeting about chips, uh, what new chips you can get. So that's fun. Um, but we have a I, I run Des React to Speed Runs at IGN, and uh, we have Kina this weekend. So very relevant to the PlayStation audience. Um, that that should be a fun one. We barely recorded it yesterday, so it should be a it should be a good time. That'll go up on eight thirty a.m. PT on YouTube and IGN. So awesome, check it out. 
Yeah. If you've beat Kina, if you haven't beat Kina, you're you're going to see the end real fast. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and of course, uh, tweet your impressions of that speed run to Pringles. And, and yeah, at Pringles official, they'd yeah. love to know what you think of the speed. Definitely sure. going to love the fallout of that. Uh, and of course, you can find me at JM Dornbush. Uh, nothing from this recent week because I took a couple days off, but uh, have some fun stuff coming up uh, in the next week or two. So we'll talk about that then. But uh, that is going to wrap us up for this week's episode of Beyond. Thank you, Jada. And thank you, Mark, for joining me on this week's episode. Thanks for having me. And Bye. <laughs> goodbye, Mark. Uh, and thank I you. Like, <laughs> I, lo- I, w- I wish you just like ran out of frame at that point. I was like, I don't uh, know how these outros go. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Just spin uh, and- your chair around. Just do a Dr. Evil. <laughs> reverse Dr. Evil. <laughs> and thank you. It's off the rough. And thank you to Red, our producer, for helping make the show happen every week. And thank you to everyone out there for listening and watching. We hope you're safe. We hope you're well. And as always, beyond. <laughs>